everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It is December 8th, 2021, and it is late. It is. <laughs> this is going to be a, a very short show. You say but that every time, and we never short, short the I fans. know. God dang it. But, uh, you know, Dave, we always say something on this show, which is checking on a friend, which, which to us means a lot. Yes. Uh, I would say it means a lot this time of year because there are a lot of people out there that may feel like or may give the impression that they're, you know, crushing things and uh, they may be alone at the holidays for whatever reason. So uh, they may be fighting the fight normally and then it gets a little tougher. So if you uh, get the opportunity to check in on a friend, you'll do it or you'll like it and so will they. But the nice thing is we say that a lot on this show and one of the things that has happened and it wasn't part of the plan is a lot of people have reached out checking in on you and me. And I like it. And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got a text message from our pal John Howard at yeah. Channel 8. And John's like, hey, man, what's up? I haven't seen you in forever. And I live not far from Channel 8. And he goes, hey, why don't you come and meet me and Todd Villalobos uh, for dinner? Yeah. I said, you know what? I would love that. So tonight. They took it to Fleming's? <laughs> we did not. We went to Tommy's, dude. Come on. What do we always do? And uh, it was great, man. John has been at Channel 8 24 years. Wow. Those are 24 memorable years. That's a long time to be there. Dude, what's a funny, long time. he started there before the Dave and Jeff show started. Is that right? Yeah. Fuck. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I mean. That's, John's a good dude, man. Dude, it was great. And yeah. Todd Villalobos, our buddy who is the sports producer. Great guy. Started as an intern there in 1988. Is Todd still there? Yeah, he didn't go up with Kyle to to Fox. No, nope, but it was great. I got the I got the uh, update. Kyle's doing well in L.A. Did, did Kyle pull a Jim Rome on Todd? No, Todd's got a Todd Tatino. <laughs> Just said, "Fuck you. You're lucky to once have known me." No way. Sounds like it. You better take that back. I'm just take saying. it back, Todd. I'm just saying. So, uh, if you get a Christmas card this year from Kyle, fine. I'm pretty sure to get Christmas cards from Rome. I think I'll get one from. No, Kyle. I'm not talking you from you and Todd. I'm talking Kyle to Todd. Like, yeah. do I remember who you wore? No, but I I don't know that Todd will get one from Kyle. But I I think I will. I tell you, if Kyle fucks him over when he sat right here in this chair saying he's my best friend. Yeah. Well, best friends take guys to L.A. Uh, he doesn't have to go to L.A. You dumb shit. He's got. Oh, to, really? And you know what? Let's just move right there. Go ahead. Let's just go right there because I <laughs> about this time last night. Yes. I was listening to 710 ESPN LA. With Ireland? Yes. John Ireland yeah. and Michael Thompson, former Gopher Great. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, yes. Dave. Michael Thompson has no time for Frank Vogel. There was about five minutes to go in the game. Why are all the starters in this game? What is Frank doing? We're up by 18. Oh, really? Did he not see you lose twice to Oklahoma City by, he, when you were up by 17? He's like, Frank, you got to sit these guys down. He's 100% so he, wrong. So all of a sudden, Frank sits him with two minutes to go. And Michael, under his breath, two minutes too late. It's so funny. So Dude, they Nobody hit, got hurt. Dude, the Celtics got down to like 11. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? So then they win. Yeah, this is not a good Laker team, Michael. You've been watching? And he said, when they play lockdown defense like they did tonight, they're a completely different team. I love those guys. Horton's the best in the NBA. Horton is great. 
But, See, but I think Ireland brings it on important games. I think, I, I, look, I've known John longer than I've known you. Yeah. I've known John since 93, I think. And I'm telling you, there are games when the Lakers are playing, let's say they're playing Oklahoma City. John mm-hmm. does not give a fuck. Really? Dude, Horton doesn't matter if Minnesota's yeah. playing Oklahoma. Well, I hate to say it, Horton. Minnesota is Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh, Wolves are coming back. How but about he he Craig it, Kilborn the other day? But night? Horton brings it every time. Yeah, he's the man. What do you mean Craig Kilborn was Craig on with Kilborn Horton? Kilborn sat in. No way. The other night with Horton. He's had A-Rod in this year. Yeah, I love it. Kilborn in. So uh, so I'm listening, and I know that you and Josh yeah. went up to the game. And I'm so fired up because the Lakers win. And I know what that means, right? You had said, hey, this is what we're doing for Christmas. It's Christmas gift, yeah. And uh, so I go, well, you know what? There's got to be something on social media from these guys. Let's see what the fuck's going on. And I start with Josh. Yeah. And uh, he's got a picture of the Staples Center board um, showing LeBron's introduction. I go, God, that's really cool, right? This is great. That was awesome. And then there's a picture of you guys. Yeah. And I go, well, Josh is there pulling it off as a young guy. Looks like he just walked off the set of Real World. He's got his powder blue old school Lakers jersey on. Yeah. And then I go, who's this fucking goof next to him in his (laughs) track suit? It wasn't a track suit. That was a... Vintage 1987 Magic Johnson warm-up jacket. Okay, and you got a blue okay. Dodger hat on. You don't know where the fuck you are. You didn't have a Laker hat. You had a... An, oh, well, yeah. Okay, so well, I just had an L.A. Well, they sell them. I'm not sure if you heard. There's a place called Lids. You've been knowing you're going for six weeks. Sorry to <laughs> right. let you in. Plaza Benitas. Again, do you want me to point out they haven't been playing well? Yeah. <laughs> How many Wolves so, did Horton didn't give you? So nothing. Exactly. Everything I have from the wolves I got from but if Horton. They're making the playoffs or winning championships. You're buying wolves buying wolf shit like crazy. Goddamn right. <laughs> so then all of a sudden I yes. go and there's this video. Yeah. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I watched this video and it it's Josh shooting at the court. Yeah. I go, well, that's a little further back than Dave sold it for bringing his son. Because it just looks he, that way on the film. But we're, uh, we're pretty Okay, good. well, I've said that at the same time, and you're like, bullshit, you're pretty yeah. far away. Nah, so fuck. you're pretty far away. Yeah, I can for show a guy you my that, ticket. I still get on my phone, you cocksucker. For a guy, no, it's not. For this guy right here who played quarterback at the university, <laughs> he's featured out here on the wall. He's the only guy that has made that name <laughs> recently. I agree. And you, I agree. And, uh, and you go, hey, let me reward you with tickets in row 87. The only person with worse seats than you was fucking Erica at the Seals game. Never seen more pathetic seats than what that kid had. Like, Jesus Christ, there's 6,000 people here. Move down four rows. But that's another show. And so this video then pans to you. Yeah. And you're here in your fucking track suit. And it's all, not a tracksuit. It's one jacket, you dick. I'm wearing jeans. And all of a sudden, I go, is that superhuman? <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> and now you tear this jacket off. Yes. And you throw it down. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's this clap. And this clap is one of the saddest claps I've ever seen. You look like my kids when they were six and they met oh, the Pirates of the bitch. Caribbean. Let me ask you a question. Honest here. Is my clap worse than the clap that Apollo and Rocky had in the ocean when they were in Rocky 3? God, it's right there with it. Because that's the worst one of all time. I watched this video three times, and then I didn't even realize J-Lo was in the building. Yeah, J-Lo and Ben. And I go, what? Is this a cry for help? 
for J-Lo? For, for you. Mello? I'm like, you're at Staples Center. There's a chance you could run into John Ireland, our friend Stu Lance. There's a Kurt Sandoval. I'm not embarrassed about Kurt Sandoval. And you're goddamn dressed like you're going to Paul Rudy's Halloween party. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but okay. So then I just, tonight, I put a poll up on Twitter. Another one. After seeing Dave Pelle's tracksuit ripping, weird clapping video. Weird. Which iconic athlete comes to mind? We've had 131 votes, Dave. Okay, can I guess? The first name on there was Magic Johnson. Okay, okay. What percentage out of 100 do you think people believe that when they looked at that, they said, shit, is that Magic? No, it's Diablo. What number? Out of 100%. All right, what were the choices you gave? Well, okay, yeah, let's read all okay, four. Let's read your choices. So I gave Magic Johnson, okay. Jerry West, okay, Dwight Stones, Dwight <laughs> Stones, and Uncle Rico. Oh, you fucking audience! It's Uncle Rico they're going to give me. Uncle Rico was in a commanding ninety-five percent lead throughout course. the course of the day. Audience. Shockingly, Magic Johnson's made a comeback, and he's now at 12%. How anybody can view that and have visions of Magic Johnson. I was wearing a Magic jersey. 1% voted for Jerry West. (laughs) Josh was wearing a Jerry West jersey. 5% have voted for Dwight Stones. (laughs) And 82% right now have voted for Uncle Rico. (laughs) Padre announcer and all-around good guy, Mark Grant, calls my phone this morning. Okay, great. And he, I'm going to... Was clean, he walking when he called you? Not yet. I'm going to clean up the language a little bit. Okay, he's shirking on that bit. You know? Come on. Uh, uh, that's another question. He's had four months to start walking, asshole. Mark Grant said, he's what... never going to walk. Mark Grant said, what in fill-in-the-blank is with that video? <laughs> what in fill-in-the-blank? What is with that video? He goes, what, what's he doing? Was that a joke? I go, no, he, that's him. Yes. That's his idea of being excited for the game. Yes. And I said to Mark, I'm afraid this is a cry for help. My whole life's been a cry for help. Look, you dicks. Okay. I just want to point out Go on ahead. the air for the record, okay. before you say Defend anything. myself? You're closer to 60 than 30. Dude, don't say 60. Fuck, I just turned 50. You're closer to 60 than 30. I'm technically closer to 60 than 40, I guess, if you put it that yes, way. You, you asshole. That's you depressing. Are. What, are you trying to push me off the ledge? It's I'm hot. just saying, when you had the opportunity with your son. Yes. And you're like, fuck, this is great. I'm going to Staples Center. I'm in okay seats. I'm going to see the Lakers and the Celtics with my son. Yeah. You, you start with the black T-shirt. Everything's fine there. You go with the black T-shirt, the Dodger hat, yeah. you're fine. I was. You're fine. Right there. You go, fuck, this is cool. We're ready to go. But then you hit, then you check the next two boxes. I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Okay. Here's, here's our theory on this. All right. Don't say our theory. Don't bring Josh down. No, hundred percent. Because Josh, I said to Josh, Hey, what are you wearing to this thing tonight? I was literally going to wear a Laker sweatshirt and a hat. And he goes, Laker cashmere. And he goes, I'm going (laughs) to say sweater, you cocksucker. Like you're Bill Burka. Because not even alive. God damn it, you rest in peace. Yeah, okay. Just like Bill Sharman, you can start dropping all yeah. the guys. Cherry Buzz V neck. <laughs> so go ahead. I, he goes, dude, I'm going, I'm going with the Jerry West jersey. And I said, 
And I did I have Kobe. Kobe is his guy, and he's like, I'm going Jerry West. I'm going Little Logo. And then he's like, which one are you wearing? And as soon as he said that, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking wearing a jersey. He said he said he's wearing a jersey, I'm wearing a jersey. And, and Josh and I have this thing. I know I get killed on it for uh, Twitter all the time, especially you assholes that are really good at fucking saving a million pictures of me, you jerks, <laughs> which is bizarre. But when we're somewhere, we're all in. Like you say, when you went to that soccer game, that Tottenham game. Yeah, but I was fucking like, 19. But my point is when in Rome, you do as the Romans do, right? So, like, when we went to Fenway, I wasn't cheering for the Red Sox, but I was I was into the game as a Red mm-hmm. Sox person. I'm like, I've never been to Fenway. I want to feel what everyone else was. I'm not going to sit there and sit on my ass like we do in the press box for 30 years. So, what are you going to do at the them. Charger game in a week? Well, hold on. So, uh, okay, so here's, here's the deal. So, we go in, and we did it at Fenway. We went to Yankee Stadium. You saw us on that fucking picture that shows eight million times with the yankee hats yeah. and josh literally had to buy a yankee hat you had yankee shit at extra third and yeah, tried to I, keep I, our I, job that, at free fm shit. i did try how'd that work out not, we're out the door fuck into thanks. the road <laughs> that's a fucker said to us into the road i saw peach while Schwartz i was going to jeter jersey yes i yes. saw that guy about a month ago and reminded him of that story and he yeah. laughed he goes man i hated that day but that did make me laugh that he thought wearing a jersey could save the job <laughs> I'm like, hey, he's not too bright. Dude, All right, go his ahead. His whole office was decked out in Yankee shit, and he fired Derek Jeter. I was wearing, literally wearing a Jeter jersey, and he fl- fired me. Yeah. Fuck. I would never fire a guy wearing a Bellinger jersey. Oh, <laughs> so anyway. He did. So anyway. We're, yeah, cause we're all, we went all in. So I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm all in. And I was into that goddamn game last night. I had such a good time, Jeff. I know you go up there a lot for the Kings. Yeah. Loved being in the building. Right. Went, went and saw the statues, did the whole deal. We went up with a buddy of mine, neighbor, my buddy Ray around the corner. You know Ray. Yeah. Ray's from Boston. Raised okay. in Boston, the whole deal. And here's the funny thing. I never told Ray and his kid that we're wearing jerseys. So I fucking, I, I'm driving. Ray just had surgery. I said, did I'll drive you. And mm-hmm. pick him up. Fucking Ray comes out of the house. Ray's 57. Yeah. Comes out of the house, fucking full Larry Bird jersey. His kid's walking behind him, full Larry Bird jersey. How, old's, how old's his kid? His kid's uh, 15. Yeah, he wins. That's fine. I got it. And Josh is fine. I got it. At that age, those kids go to parties wearing that shit now. So, yeah. But to see Ray come out in the Larry Bird, it cracked me up. And we're literally, we go eat dinner across the street, you know, from at Staples Tom's? at Tom's. Yeah, it's great. He's wearing his goddamn bird jersey. I'm wearing my magic jersey. We're sitting there. We're looking around. The whole place is filled with a Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. It was. You guys it, look like a Steve Buscemi in that video. We probably did. Uh, but I was like, I, I'm in, had a great time, and, and loved it. I loved the whole night. And, I, yeah. and I, I tell you, there are a couple things that stood out to me. Well, I'll tell you why the NBA is great. And I bet you're going to yeah. say the same thing about hockey in a second. Dude, I tell you, I am so fucking tired of baseball games and NFL games and college games with the fistfights. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm done, and I'm telling you right now, I've been in a fight in a stadium. I know what it's like. It's no yeah. fun. It's one of those, the second it happens, you realize this isn't good. And I understand they let you go quickly if you get arrested, all that shit. There's no reason to throw a punch in the stance. Yeah. It just isn't. There's a yeah. situation yesterday where I'm sitting there watching the game, and the guy walked behind me, and he was carrying like his, his wife's jacket, and he didn't see me, and he elbowed me in, in the back of the head. Now, dude, I didn't jump up and punch him in the face. Right. I, I turned around just to make sure it wasn't on purpose. He goes, dude, I'm so sorry. Boom, it's over. Yeah. Done. Dude, for guys to fucking fight at these games all the time, it yeah. is ridiculous. We used to go to games and talk about taking your kids. You talk about the prices all the time. You're 100% right. It's expensive. 
it's a family memory like I tried to create yesterday. Yep. And I am I can't tell you how done I am with it. We all think it's great when people post the videos and all that shit. And trust me, I watch uh. them too. But man, it is ridiculous. It is something that Major League Baseball or the NFL, they need to make it a felony. They need yeah. to make it a bigger deal penalty for if you're gonna fight at a fucking sporting event, you're you're fucking gonna be locked up. It's gonna cost you like a twenty five thousand dollar fine. Like make it so you aren't gonna fucking do it. It's ridiculous. NBA Celtic fans all over the place, Lakers yeah. fans all over the place, biggest rivalry in basketball. Not one to everybody having close a blast. To, everyone right. had a blast, not close to a fight. At mm. the Kings games, I imagine you're going through the same, same thing. fucking thing. You oh, never have to worry with your two boys no. there that they might get involved and in, uh, take basically a punch because the guys in front of you got out of control. You know, that's a really funny thing that you said because Saturday we're going back up and I got tickets um, seeing Clippers in Orlando yeah. at 1230 on Saturday. I got in for six bucks a ticket. Perfect. Right? It's crazy. Well, we just fucking sit up yeah. high. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Guys, send my kids. I go, hey, if you want to go, I can get us in for 25 bucks. Great. And there's nobody on Orlando that we know, right? And and There are people who live in Orlando, don't know anyone on that fucking team. But it right. doesn't matter. And, and it's an NBA game. You're going to see Paul George. Exactly. And that's who we saw a couple of weeks ago. We had an absolute blast. He had a great game. And I go, hey, you guys want to roll up early? They go, yeah. It's the third NBA game that we'll see. Great. And then we'll go kill time. And we'll come back at 7 o'clock, and it's the Kings in the Wild. And David's funny. Cheaper than going to a movie. 100%. And we have been to, this is like our eighth NHL game of the year. We got six to go after Saturday. And you are exactly right. And the funny thing is, it's Chargers-Giants on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know that that played a huge uh, factor in it. But the NFL crowd is different than the NBA crowd and the NHL crowd. Like you like you said, I was at a Lakers game. No, they were playing Houston. I was at a Clippers game. They were playing the Mavericks. I think those are the two I've been to. Yeah. So not this huge rivalry, right? But there were not really Houston fans. There were Mavericks fans in. They were yelling and chirping. Clipper fans were just having a good time. They're just busting balls, goofing around. Yeah. Uh, same thing, not really anybody at Houston. But probably the biggest rivals, you know, Maple Leafs had a lot of people in the building a couple yeah. of weeks ago tonight. Yeah. Shit, we, I mean, they were so far ahead before we knew it that it was, dude, they couldn't have been cooler. And Kings fan of Maple Leafs, right? Like, yeah. just having a good time. But there is just, and, and it's not about Giants fans, Charger fans, whatever. I know what you're saying, man. They are douchey, and I just said. It's old, man. Yeah, I just said as a dad, man, I don't I don't want my kids being in the middle. Of, it's not me. I'm not going up there drinking 40 beers. I'm just hanging out with them. But you get in the middle of a section, and it's two yeah. on two or four on four, and shit starts. Dude, I don't want to be any part no. of them. Now, here's the deal. You and I and uh, Josh and Sean, we're all going up to the Chiefs Charger game next yeah. Thursday. Okay? Not this Thursday, following Thursday. Or is it a week from Thursday? tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. We're yeah. going. And so... Number one, you asked me a question. Secondly, where are you going to be on that Chargers Chiefs game? Dude, I'm 100% in on the Chargers. Oh, so am I. Okay. 100%. Just like I said, I am throwing myself in. I'm a fan. You, Do you and know I, why? Because Sean is exactly. hosting us. Sean's a season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, I don't cheer for the Chargers, but that night I'm all in for the Chargers. Dude, even, you're going to hate when I say this, even when I went to the Raider Charger game earlier in the year that Sean let me go to, I said to him, I go, hey, who do you want me rooting for? 
Yeah. You're taking me. I know we're sitting there with a bunch of your charger yeah. friends. I go, I'll be 100%. Yeah, I don't want to be. He's, he's our host. Yes. And, and I, he goes, no, root for the Raiders. You're fine. And I, I said, you sure? I said, I'll, I'll find something to, to wear that's Chargers, and I'll be right yeah. with you. And I know Raider fans are freaking out when I say this. No, I'm 100% serious on this. I'm Again, like I said, not just a Laker deal. I'm all in. Yeah. Fuck the Chiefs anyway. But, yeah, I'm 100% all in that night. We're rooting for the Chargers. We're, the we're, go, we're going all the way in. And the, I, I just, just say, hey, you can be that guy that's the asshole. But if you're going to go experience something... Dude, it, yeah. it's more fun if you go all in. For years, Jeff and I were told in the press box, you cannot show any emotion. You'll oh, get yeah. thrown right out of here. No cheering, no emotion, yeah. no fucking anything. Now, when the Raiders beat the Chargers in that press box, we fucking loved it. I'm not going to lie. All the time. <laughs> but but at, at the same time, I think Thursday, when all the four of us go yeah. up, the drive up is going to be a blast. Yeah. It's going to be funny as fuck. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to have a good time. I have no interest in getting in a fight. No. Okay. Sean's and, not doing and, that. No, Josh no, no. But, and, and Josh isn't doing that. And my point is around us, there are maniacs. I don't know what this Chiefs fans are going to do. And we no, used to work for a Kansas City yeah. fan. I hope he shows up. I have, I have no, I have zero interest. I break in, his glasses. Just say, let's enjoy the NFL game. Yeah. Let's get in the car, go home. And next yeah. day is a new day. But man, for those three hours, we're going to have a fucking blast. And I, again, I, I'm, I'm burnt out on it, man. I'm burnt out on this fucking, let's start, to th- let's throw some punches. And that's, yeah, it is a little crazy uh, how it goes, but yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy everywhere. And you could say, oh, that's a Dodger Stadium thing. Bullshit. It happens yeah, it at happens. Petco Park. It happens everywhere. It happens at Yankee Stadium. It happens fucking in Kansas City. It happens everywhere. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it's fun, man. I would tell people, you said, I think somebody said to me the other day, like, hey, have you been to a Gulls game? Former Gull. Yeah, I asked you. Trevor uh, Zegras last night. That's the craziest goal. That was so great that you saw You're that. You're talking goal? the lob, right? The yeah, lob to Sonny Milano. Okay, who, here, here's and my... who I think Sonny Milano. I don't know if Sonny's played down here, but Trevor Zegras is like I'm a Kings fan. I don't hate the Ducks. Like Matt Evans and Pete and Point Loma. Yeah, me, I don't hate the Ducks. I just I got here in '81. I became a Kings fan in '83. Yeah. And uh, and the Ducks weren't in existence, so I didn't change allegiance. No. You fucking weirdos! <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the same, I'm the same way. I literally root for the Ducks every game except when they play the Kings. Yeah, I would agree with that. that that's where I'm at. All right, here, here's my question as a hockey guy. Mm-hmm. This actually just before you came, and I was watching PTI, and they they showed the goal. Oh, okay, fuck. And so I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, as a hockey <laughs> fan, crazy. it was really when you Dude. see something in sports that you've never seen before, and you've been yeah. following your whole life like you and I have. You go fuck. Yeah. And then Tony Kornheiser said, never seen it before. And the producer from ESPN, who's Mr. Hockey, they say, has said, it's never been done before. Will Bond said, bullshit. Not only Michigan. Well, no, he said Gretzky did it. And I was like, fuck, I've never fucking seen it before. He goes, somebody send me the tape. Gretzky's done it. But I've never seen, I've seen this, the puck on the stick. Yeah. They hook it like it's connected to the stick. And like then they throw lacrosse, it in. That, that's insane. Yeah. But to see a, like a alley-oop dunk but with a hockey puck was yeah. fucking incredible well, and, and for Sonny milano yeah to have the presence of mind to follow the puck as it comes in and then push it by the goaltender yeah. dude tra- have you seen it before that's my question to you though have there you was a it? goal for michigan and they were saying now the call was that that i read today and i don't know if this is legit i read that milano was yelling at zgrass michigan michigan now how how they you can't practice that. That is just an insane amount of God given talent, hand eye coordination. 
and I get why Pete and and Matty Evans are all fired up because Trevor was here. I mean, yeah. high draft pick. You knew he was going to L.A., but he's a former goal, and that's dude. If Mark Wolf made that play or any of the other guys that we knew, that would be great. And yeah, anybody from San Diego, you go, yeah, that yeah. dude lived in this community for a while and played here. Just outstanding, man. Because for me, Dave, where those two morons don't get it is, I'm a hockey fan. Yeah. And as this guy, John Hovan, pointed out, who does a great uh, Kings podcast, he said, because that goal happened for a rival team, you shouldn't hate it. It's a great thing for hockey. Because people are looking at that today and go, wow. And Trevor Zegras is a great kid. Sonny yeah. Milano is a great kid. Where you go, that's really great. Now, are you going to see a goal like that if you buy tickets to the Ghost? No. But you're going to have really a great time and out there at the arena, and they and they do a great, great game presentation. But nothing, like, I don't know, these two idiots. I, I'm a Kings guy. That's yeah. my team. They'll always be my team. And uh, unless, right, unless the Ducks are playing the Kings in the playoffs, then I want the Ducks to get smoked. But if the Ducks are playing the Red Wings, dude, I can't yeah. stand the Red Wings. I want the Ducks <laughs> to win that. If they're playing Washington or Vancouver or Buffalo, any the Leafs, I want the Ducks to win all those. I just don't want them to finish ahead of the Kings. Yeah, but, but when Trevor Zegras makes a play like that, hockey wins. I agree. And I, I work for a company that we like it when hockey wins. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I The sad thing is I watched your moronic video. Oh, probably you son of a bitch. You're a son of How a many bitch. Times you embarrassed the brand. I, <laughs> I sent the brown brand back. God, that clap of yours was so sad. Oh, fuck. I know it. Jesus. Um, I don't know. I probably watched you like seven and Zgrass <laughs> like six. Oh, you fucker. God damn. I just said this is... I don't want to say I got choked up. I just. You throw up? Yeah, probably. God, did the Wolves even know there was a game tonight? <laughs> uh, Horton? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You get beat by 32? Oh, you fucker. Let me oh. tell you. Yeah. For me, the, one of the things that, again, in sports, as you talk about, you see things that you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't have Lakers season tickets. The last couple of times I went to a Laker game, so Hort, fun, Horton though, took right? this up. Yeah. And then these tickets cost. But you can't. But. Like 600 bucks. But I used to cover the Lakers for years with Kobe and Shaq for like 10 years. It was great. But when you're there with the Al, you can't be into it. No, you can't it. be you a can't fan You can't be like into that. the whole no. thing. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You can't be in. And my son and I disagree on almost every team outside of the Lakers and Alabama football. That's you know cool. what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. you know, he's a different pro team. He is a different Major League Baseball team, all that stuff. For him and I, it was, it was cool. And so we, we had a good time. For me, and, and so many people are talking about this in the NFL this year, Tom Brady is just a freak. Right. I mean, it's amazing to see Tom Brady who's almost 45 doing what he's doing. He's going to win MVP right Yeah, now. he's unbelievable. He is, he's literally looks like he's getting better. And yeah. I'm watching LeBron going, he's going to be 37 Dude, in two weeks. Right. And he's the best player out right. here. And his legs are, are, are look like he's 23, like meaning, yeah. meaning that he has bounced in his legs and he's fast as fuck and he led, led the Lakers in scoring and led them to that win. And I'm going, I can't believe what I'm watching. And, yeah. I mean, again, you, when you have to admire greatness, whether it's LeBron or Larry Bird in his prime, and yeah. you just shit, you just shake your head and you go, "That's why that guy is what he is," and all of us are sitting there paying to watch him. The best. And he's 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 a freak of nature. How'd Carmelo do last night? Because Carmelo see- was great. Carmelo yeah. was great. Crowd he into his, him, right? Crowd was in. 
Westbrook, the crowd is is always smart. Like Westbrook can't shoot a three. Yeah. And every time he shot a three, it was like, fuck. You know, yeah. like before but he even I mean, went he in. He ended up with the decent he night, though, right? Night. He ended up with like almost 30 points and 10 rebounds or 10 assists. Yeah. He was he was at a great night. He didn't start off that way, um, but he ended up doing doing fantastic. And then this yeah. whole, you know, Edis Canner freedom deal, him yeah. and LeBron hate each other. Yeah. And that was that was kind of wild to to see when he would come in and Dennis Schroeder, former Laker, getting booed like it was a college game. Every time he got the ball, the crowd would boo him. And it, it, overall, man, it was a great experience. Hundred percent was worth the six hundred bucks for the tickets. The drive up wasn't terrible. The drive yeah. back got pulled off the freeway twice because of construction. That's yeah, it's always fun. Rerouted you off the five freeway and off of Jamboree to the four hundred five. Not like hey, go through one exit and then we'll get you back on the five. They took you all the way to the four hundred five. You're I like, just, what the fuck's going on here? I just I I say this because we always get the the tweet. Oh boy, L.A. You know, man, I'm a sports fan, and I'm sorry. Mountain West basketball isn't. I I'm a guy that spent too much time at Padre games and too much time at Charger games. Yeah. Whether I was in on the Chargers, it didn't matter. I was having a blast, and we had friends that played for those teams, so I I could cheer for the Chargers. Right, whether yeah. it was Rodney Harrison back in the day, Weddle. Junior, Weddle, Rivers, Hardwick, yep. guys that we were really good dudes. Yeah. We right, Mike Costad is Jeremy Clary jersey, <laughs> and uh, and look, man, I I talked to Stevie Woods about this the other night. I called yeah. him and I said, "Look, I got to tell you, I really had fun at the Seals game." Yeah. And I said to Steve, "Dude, you really got it." He's like, yeah, he goes, you know, there's a bit of a script that we do, and we're trying to, we probably do it over the top. Did you tell him the, hey, there's plenty of time left he in the game? He laughed his ass off. I go, dude, that was so funny. He goes, we're just having fun. You know, and he goes, it got a reaction out of you and Kate. He goes, dude, that's all I need. Because I go, that struck me so funny. And he goes, we're just having fun, man. It's a very loose rock and roll atmosphere down there. And that's really good. But where I'm at is I need major league sports. Yeah, I am I, too. I was lucky enough to do what we did for a long time. And the itch doesn't get scratched by seeing Mountain West basketball. You're right. And while I enjoyed going to the Seals game, that isn't a high enough bar. So that's why I invested in the season tickets that I did. And that's why when I have the opportunity to get in for six bucks a ticket, we go to the NBA. I'm not even a casual NBA fans, but my kids dig it. And when you're there and you go, yeah, this is it. And we just, unfortunately, there's just not enough people that share the point of view that a lot of us have. And it's not coming back. And if you don't want to go, hey, so be it. But tough shit. I like it. That's why we'll go to yep. the NFL a week from tomorrow because we don't have the NFL here. Exactly. And I'm an NHL fan. No offense to the Gulls, but when I go out there, Dave, I feel like it's a bunch of guys that are trying to get to the next level. And it's a little bit more like, hey, what do I have to do? When you go to the NHL, they're already there. And it's just a little different. Yeah. And for me, that's what I prefer. You guys, if you're happy with it, I can't go to the soccers anymore. Nothing against those guys. 
But when I worked for that team, the guys that I were watching were guys that played in the World Cup. Yeah. Now I go down, it's five guys that work for Fred Loya. <laughs> I, I, that doesn't do it for me. And if you're, if you go, hey, man, I'm perfectly fine with watching single-A soccer, triple-A hockey, Mountain West football and basketball, I don't hold any grudge against you, but that's not good enough for me. So yeah. That's where we're going. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Look, here, here's my thinking. I don't even know how, if I can sit there and explain this correctly. You know, obviously, you've heard me say on the show a hundred times, Jeff's tired of listening to me saying it too. When I moved here in 89, the talk was a state-of-the-art sports arena. And, yeah. and it sounded like something, I, and I'm figuring, well, I'm new to this town. This is what happens in major cities. You're going yeah. to get one. I yeah. would never guess that here we are 32 years later and there isn't one. And matter of yeah. fact, we're further away than we were yeah. back in 1989. And so when the talk of the goals coming back, and I understand what the goals were at one time, I'm like, fuck, wait a second. How come we aren't getting NHL? How come we aren't getting NBA? How come we aren't moving in the right direction? San Diego is considered a major city yeah. to anyone who lives outside of San Diego, too. People have yeah. heard of San Diego. Yeah. You can go anywhere in the United States, say you're from San Diego, and they know exactly what you're talking about. And they rave about it. So I'm thinking, well, when the goals come back, what does that mean in my in my head, trying to justify them coming back? And I'm thinking, this is a step backwards by accepting a minor league team. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe if you show the minor league team can work, then maybe mm -hmm. it's a step forward. I'm, I'm not exactly sure which way it goes. But we saw what happened with the sports arena last week. That is not going to happen. Well, now there's know? new proposals coming together. Okay. Dude, Dave, the problem is there's too much old money in this town yeah. that is going to shut right. down everything. They're going to shut down everything, and they're going to play the role of Lucy and keep telling you, hey, come here and kick the football, kid. We're going to hold it. And as soon as things starts moving in the right direction, they're going to move it. Yeah. And we allow it all because we're too goddamn consumed by whatever it is in our own particular life, and we keep putting yeah. dopes like Todd Gloria in. He's an empty fucking suit. And and all these other dipshits that, that run – not because they want a better San Diego, but they have huge egos. Yeah. Whether it's Lorena Gonzalez or Fletcher or any of these other. Faulkner was a fucking dickhead. He was. Nobody will stand up to the hoteliers. And that's it. Yeah. And those guys, they run this city. And Point Loma, all of you should be fucking ashamed of exactly. yourself. No wonder uh, Pete moved to Coronado. Yeah. He got the fuck out. <laughs> he got the fuck out. <laughs> but it's just... It, <laughs> Dude, and then, like, tonight, I I try not to fucking rip anybody. But, <laughs> that's all you do. What are you oh, talking is that right? about? That's, that's what you're known for. So, tonight, I'm driving over to meet Johnny Howard for dinner, and I put on Kogo. Now, I haven't had Kogo on at night in forever, yeah. and I forgot Darren and, and Jack, Jack Cronin are in there at 7 o'clock at night doing a show. I thought, God damn, you've already grinded through noon to 3, and if you want to go to a concert, you want to go to a movie, you got to hang out, you can't do anything because you got to come back at 7 o'clock. Is it a one-hour show? Uh, dude, I listened to 10 minutes of it. it. My fucking ears were bleeding <laughs> because these two dipshits are talking about Palomar Airport, which is literally 100 yards yeah. from my office. And apparently today, somebody... Carlsbad approved that the runway at Palomar Airport can be extended by 200 yards. So these two 
goofs are, are going. No, I love these two guys. <laughs> but I'm listening to these two, and they're going on and on. Like you would think, Dave, that they announced today that San Diego is getting a brand new airport. Oh, shit. Because they've extended, they voted to extend the runway 200 yards. So that means international flights out of Palo. No. Really? And then they quickly pointed out that just that. It's not going to be any of the airlines that we know. Delta's not going out of there. Southwest isn't going out of there. This is just going to be the opportunity to have more flights to Vegas or Phoenix, right? Great. Palm Springs, right? Some real jet setters. It's not JetBlue's new hub. Yuma, no. Yuma. And boy, I tell you what. Jack and Darren had gone down to the local five and dime and bought themselves a goddamn pinata because this was going to celebrate everything. And it's going to mean new jobs and new money for the city of Carlsbad. But you know, there could be some pushback from residents because there's more noise. I'm like, you fuckheads do one minute worth of, of research. I moved to Cardiff in 81 we figured out Palomar Airport because there used to be the Carlsbad Raceway up there. Yeah. Where Wide World of Sports would show up every year for the super bikers. So when you would go up to the super bikers or you would go to La Costa for the Tournament of Champions, Palomar Airport was right there. Yeah. We had a golf tournament there all the time. There had been at least in the time that I can think of in Carlsbad, at least... 10 different airlines that have offered you discount flights to Vegas. And at least three of those airlines within the five years that I've been working up there. Yeah. It makes no impact on the community at all. Because as Jack and Darren pointed out, these are not 757s pulling out of Palomar Airport. They're planes, you know, the puddle jumpers. Yes. These guys are not running 50 flights a day out of Carlsbad. They run one in the morning at 8.30, and one more comes back in at 5.15. It makes no impact at all. One plane in, nine hours later, one plane out. And these guys all come in, hey, this is going to be great. Talk to Roy Robertson. He flew the Vegas flight. This guy's a champion. They got everything figured out. You can fly to Vegas for 60 bucks round trip. It's awesome. The whole thing. Guess what? They were fucking out of business within six months. Yeah. And then a month after that, hey, well, we looked at what that shithead did. (laughs) We got everything figured out. He was charging 69 a flight. He can't live for that. But guess what? We're going to make this work for $89 a flight. Do yourself a favor, okay? Grab yourself some drunk tacos at Jack in the Box coming in, and let's all have some fun. Six months later, that fuckhead was out of business. <laughs> They've tried this a thousand different times. All you have to do is talk to anybody who spends any time in Carlsbad and go, hey, did you hear there's a new airline going to Vegas? Which one's that? Oh, my God. There have been more airlines that have tried to go from Palomar Airport to Vegas than there have been renderings of sports arenas in this fucking town. Now, these two donkeys popping champagne thinking, my God. Now, I don't know what the residents are going to say. The residents aren't going to say shit. It's Palomar Airport. There are planes flying in all day over my building. And guess what happens? That's it. 
We have no 757s. The people that complain in Point Loma all sit down to take a piss because <laughs> they're all lightweights, but they're complaining because it's 727s and anything else coming in. The plane's coming into Carlsbad all day long. Seat 40 people. Yeah. It means nothing. People in Carlsbad are sitting up there wondering what putter to use, right? <laughs> they're bitching because they're out of almond champagne. We don't give a shit. And I just go, God, this show. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was in a bad mood when I got That's to it. see John Howard. But I, I hold those two dummies responsible. So if you heard any of that tonight and you thought, well, it's a new day tomorrow. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. No. Jack and Rod. Jack and Rod. Yeah. Let me know when you're doing flights to Bulgaria from there. Because then I got a family <laughs> that I know that'll mean a lot to but, I mean, there have literally been at least 10 different airlines yeah. that have run flights to Vegas, and they fall out, and then you go back, and it's, you know, some goofball and his wife yeah. flying around. Occasionally, you see a helicopter show up up there. That's it. Oh, my Nothing. gosh. You know what I was thinking about uh, yesterday was I asked you, where do you park last show? Where do I go? And you said you pull off on MLK and you go up Figueroa. Uh-huh. And I'm parking seventh and fig. So you go up, okay? So you pull off the freeway, you make a right turn, you're mm-hmm. on Figueroa, and you see the LAFC stadium. Yeah, gorgeous. Then you see the Coliseum, historical. Mm-hmm. Olympics, USC, everything else, Rams in the past. Galen Center. Then you see the Galen Center on the right, and then you go up, you see Staples Center on the left. That one fucking street has everything nicer than anything here. And I'm like, it's well, one street. Well, remember, Dave. Had anybody in San Diego listened to the NFL, that easily could be Imperial Boulevard. That was my next point. Or Imperial Avenue. My next point. And the other thing that you see as you get further in, yeah. not so much on the end, you know, south of the convention center. Yeah. Because that's still pretty beat up. Outside of what they've done around USC. And you go by USC and there's in that area, which used to be incredibly run down. Yeah, I mean, there's Chick-fil-A and, and Chipotle, and you think, man, if kids are going, my kids have said, damn, you know, you go to USC, this is pretty fun. Yeah. I'd be right here on campus. I go, shit, should have been here 25 years ago. Pioneer Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's it. Yeah, picnic and chicken. No Tommies. And then, uh, but as you go further up, what are you seeing? The brand new Chase building. Yep. You're seeing the brand new Ritz-Carlton. You're seeing LA Live where everything is going on and it's hotels and the whole thing. You go, well, that's great. I'm glad you guys love LA. No, you fucking idiot. What I'm trying to tell you is that's exactly what would have happened in downtown San Diego. It would have happened at the area at 14th and 15th and 16th and Imperial where you got guys pulling out that little nibble of corn. They think it's a cock and pissing on the street. (laughs) And we just put up with it because we don't have any fucking leadership in this town. And that could have been who knows what. And maybe if you start building that area up, maybe that is when different leagues look and go, wow, the NFL is right down there and Major League Baseball is killing it right down there. And we have Joe Sy living in San Diego, who's an impactful owner, brings a little diversification to the league. Hey, maybe we look at an area moving up at 11th and 12th, right? Yes. 
and moving up towards market and you could do eminent domain and maybe some of these places go out and we go, shit, now we have an arena down here. And guess who comes in next? The banks come in like they do and the hotels yep. come in. And all of a sudden you go, God damn, that's where they built the new Marriott Hotel and the Hilton goes in. So what does that mean? Well, that means more TOT. And that means more revenue for the restaurants down there, more which jobs. means, right. And it benefits all of us. But instead, we were so simple-minded thinking that Mission Valley, Hotel fuck's Circle. Mission Valley got? Huh? Hotel Circle? Yeah, what, are we going to go look at the plaque where the Andy Williams Golf Tournament used to be, you simple-minded fucks? Get drunk at Padres Pub? We can't even go there anymore. <laughs> fuck. They closed. Once Charles Steinberg left, they were like, Shh, that's it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And we were out. So, yeah. Sorry, okay? Sorry that we think big. You guys say, I can't stand the planes. Then don't move in the goddamn flight pad. It's really not that complicated. My grandma gave me this china. Yeah, your grandma gave it to you because she didn't want to fucking talk to you. She had a guilty conscience because she knew you were an underachiever and a drunk. She knew you were a fucking drunk. Yeah. Big oh, my crowd. God. I love when he did the old lady voice. <laughs> yeah, okay. You didn't have to send me a scan of your I tape. did, you fucker. Make it sound like I was sitting, sitting three blocks away. Fuck it up. It's right there. What row does it say? Row 6, seat 11. Okay. What I'll section? Go. 107. Okay, that means I was at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet you've been there a few oh, times, oh, haven't you, you Panama a... Red? <laughs> I thought we were making a conscious effort to clean up our act. I'm not going back and deleting that shit either. <laughs> we don't edit. <laughs> See what just happened there? John Howard is right about you. <laughs> yeah, he made a joke earlier today, and I will not repeat okay, it. Okay, good. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the guy that can help you out with the real estate market. Right now, people think the real estate market is slowing down. It is not slowing down right now. It is amazing. As we get closer to the holidays, you're seeing more and more houses that the value is insane. What your big question is right now, where are you moving to? We all know you're going to get a ton for your house. The guy that's going to get the most for it is going to be Brian Curry. The question is, everyone's fear, okay, if I sell, does that mean I have to leave California? No, there are homes for you in San Diego. Brian Curry will find those homes for you. Again, Brian's the guy you need to talk to. He's the guy that's dialed in. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. We're talking about the uh, housing market tonight. And, and it's just, it's so important, right? Because yeah. when you're renting, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. But guess what? They're not giving you any break on it. You're paying their mortgage, and then you're paying a little bit of extra as my friend, the bookie, calls it the VIG. And you're covering the VIG, and you have nothing to show for it after making five payments, ten payments, or how long have you been there? Why are you paying their mortgage when you could be paying your own? And you say, well, I don't know. Can I afford it? Well, Brian Curry can help you find out. Take a look at that neighborhood and figure out. I, I was just saying, uh, talking to, to a friend of ours yeah. who just bought a house, and it's the idea of it being theirs. And this friend of ours is moving in right around Christmas, yeah. day before. And they said, yeah, it's it's wild, man. Uh, moving in day before Christmas. I said, dude, I bought, we bought our condo in 2008 
and I said, I painted. I can't paint anything. Do you really paint? I painted on Thanksgiving Day uh, that whole condo. And Did you have one of those electric power painters? No, I had a goddamn roller on a stiff neck. But when I go, <laughs> when I go over there, there are often so many times when I look up, and you guys know, anybody who's a homeowner knows, that when you've painted something, there's a smudge here or there, and there's one on the ceiling. And every time I'm in the house, I look up at that, and I laugh, and it reminds me of that day. And I think about every memory that's taken place in that place, whether it's Christmas or birthdays, yeah, or just tomorrow night when it'll be holiday movie night. You don't get the same energy when it's a place you're renting. Let Brian Curry help you change the narrative heading into the new year. Absolutely. Look, speaking about what's coming on with Christmas around the corner, TaylorMade Pools right now is the perfect time to get that pool for you. The weather's been outstanding. It's amazing that here we are. We're wearing shorts in December. It's going to rain a little bit in the next 24 hours, but after that, the weather's going to be perfect again. Again, Alan Taylor, TaylorMade Pools, more than 20 years making people's dreams come true by building that perfect pool in their backyard. Talk to them about available financing and, of course, the full remodels on a pool that you currently have. You can fix things for you. You can get things in order, can order, or you can start brand new. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. It was funny you mentioned the rain, and I was talking to our friends James Hughes and uh, John Conniff. Yeah. A couple of guys that lived out. In uh, Poway. And I was saying to those guys, I go, man, what'd you guys do for fun growing up in Poway? They go, it's funny you ask. We would wait for rainy days, and then we would go out front with our putter and hold it up in the air and hope that we didn't get hit by lightning. I go, my God, what are you guys doing, you hillbillies? I go, well, that's what you do in East County. I go, well, God damn it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like the sound of that at all. That sounds scary. And then they said, yeah, if we really wanted to up the ante, we went down by the barn, threw the putter up in the air, and then put our hand on the barbed wire fence. I go, I don't want to hear anything else. You were sick and twisted. I don't think the rest of us that don't live up there in that cow town. Again, women would never do this. No. Only guys do this. Guys in Poway. Yeah. And I said, "I, I can't hear any more of this. So that's why. White trash thing I ever heard in my life. Right? <laughs> That's why we encourage you to get a tailor-made pool. Do it for your family so the kids don't have friends like we have, Jimmy Hughes and Johnny Conniff, that can impact them like, hey, what are you doing? Go grab the, go grab the clubs. Rain's coming. Get a hold of that fence and take that glove off. Damn. You look at Jimmy Hughes? Yeah. Nothing but scars along his index finger. <laughs> He says they're paper cuts. I think they're from grabbing that barbed wire fence. We want your family to be safe and enjoy it. And even in the rain, it's safe. You can go out in the pool. You'll be okay. Don't make the mistakes that so many other families made by letting their kids hold that golf club in the air. Call TaylorMade Pools. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. You know what they say about Jimmy Hughes? Yep. Never missed a tetanus shot. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) Stupid. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to your situation with finances. Look, his bar smart two minute Tuesday. Check out his YouTube notes tomorrow. We'll be up there ready to go. Oh, hell, it's not even tomorrow. I'm thinking we're on Monday night. We're Wednesday night. Fuck yeah, it. Wait for it up. next week. He did one yesterday. It was great. 
Look, Bar Smart Two Minute Tuesday, and one of the things he talked about was a car, of course, credit score. We talk yeah. about this all the time. We had the craziest thing happen to us today when you talk about credit score. So we always we're in a situation where like credit score needs to be is important to us, just mm-hmm. like it is to you, and it should be to everybody else that's listening. It's an important reason why you want to call Dan Williams. Um, my wife's on the phone. I'm like, what the hell is happening? She goes, our last two house payments through our bank to the to the, the whoever owns our house, I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck, um, didn't go through. We had no idea. It was set up automatically that yeah. we, we pay for our house. So the last two months, we didn't, um, according to them, we didn't make our payment, but we did make our payment. Yeah. Chase Bank says you did. The people said we never got it. Okay. So now, guess what? They go, they're sending us to collections. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? What does that do yeah. to our credit score? Now we're, we're freaking the fuck out for a couple hours going... What we've always done everything 100% right. Credit cards, yeah. everything, we're in good shape. All of a sudden, you're freaking out about your credit score. What does that mean? We got to yeah. fix the problem. And even if the problem is fixed within a couple hours, is it too late? Do we just fuck our, our credit score? So we're freaking out. So my wife goes to work. She's sitting there in her office. All of a sudden, here comes HR and says to her, Hey, what's the deal with you fil- filing your claim for, um, for disability? She goes, What are you talking about? I've been here every day. Yeah, and they go. We got a, a EDD claim that oh, your shit. your name and social security number have been submitted on a disability claim, and she says, "What?" So now we realize somebody has my yeah. wife's information. Yeah, and it's fucking everything up. Yeah, and the first thing you're concerned about, especially if you play by the right rules in your yep. situation in life, what your goal is, we're doing exactly what Dan Williams says. Yeah, get your shit in order. Now we're going, how, what the fuck now? What does all this do mm-hmm. to our credit score? And we freak out. If you have questions about your credit score, what your credit score means, about basically getting out of debt, Dan Williams can help you with a lot of things. Yeah. Explain the way the world works is what I'm trying to tell you. So Dan Williams is the guy Jeff and I recommend. It's the best phone call you're going to make. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I literally go on. So I do everything. Everything I pay for. I pay for with my Cap One Venture card. Yeah, whether it's gas, dinner, lunch, yeah. anything, and then I go on at least probably four times a week and just pay it off, right? Yeah. But when I log in, I'm constantly shown my credit score. Yeah. So you're able to maintain it. You pay everything. You do that. Uh, having Dan as a uh, as a friend and as a resource after doing a refi with him. It's so important because he can let you know the right ways to resolve that. And if you work with Dan, whether you're trying to buy a house or buy a car or do whatever financially, yeah, Dan is so far ahead of the curve as far as putting in uh, roadblocks to protect you, protect your spouse and anybody else. And I I just got to say this. On the air, Dan Williams did one of the nicest things for me yesterday. Gives me a call and says, hey, man, I'm in the lobby. I got a couple of Christmas things for you. So I go, oh, man, it's great, right? Dave, I go out and uh, the first thing he does is he hands me a copy of Gordy Howe's book. I go, oh, Dan, this would be great. Yeah, I'll read it. He goes, dude, open it up. Signed copy of Gordy Howe's book. Sweet. I, I cannot tell you how much as a hockey fan that meant to me because it was just great. And I'm like, that's it. It Literally speechless. And then he hands me a tube. He goes, Hey, here you go. And I go, Oh, wow. You know, 
I'm thinking it's probably uh, a Jacqueline Smith poster. Yeah, sounds right. Old school, 80s, right? 70s, yeah. White bikini. I'm like, God damn, man, I, I'm at Upper Deck, but I got to open this thing up. It's Jacqueline Smith. <laughs> I pop it open, and I look, and I see in the corner, without even taking this out of the tube, I know immediately what it is. Because Ronnie Wood, the guitar player for the Rolling Stones, is an artist. Yeah. And if you follow him on Instagram, as I do, every show that the Stones did, Ron Wood paints the set list. So he does it in a variety of different colors, and it's cool. He'll put the song, right, Give Me Shelter, Satisfaction. And then to the right, it shows, like, the chord that they play the song wow. in. Down at the bottom, he signs it, but they do lithographs for it, and uh, they've got a really cool seal. And all of a sudden, I look, and as I pop open this tube, because I've looked at them, and so many different times I've thought about, hey, I should get the lithograph from the show I was at with yeah. my sons. But you're paying bills, different things come up, and you go, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, I look, and goddamn, if that's not, and I know it's the Ronnie Wood seal, and I go, no way. So I go, what show is this? Oh, not like he got me the show from Tampa. Either way, you would have been happy. And he goes, what, you, what? It's the show you were at. And you know who I got to thank on that is my son, Jack. Because we often go visit Dan. Yeah. Down in, at Dan's seats for the Kings. We hang out. And uh, Dan said, he goes, you know what, man? He goes, I was talking to Jack. The other night, uh, Jack got down ahead of me and Cade. Kate and I stopped to grab a couple of bottles of water. So it's just Dan and Jack. And Dan goes, hey, man, how was that Stones concert? And Jack said, you know what? I got to tell you, it was pretty cool. Cool. And he said, when your son said that to me, I said, this is the thing I got to get you. And he got me the lithograph. That's cool. And as I said on social media, it's not too often I'm left speechless, but I was. And that thing is over. I'm getting framed. I'll have it framed next week. Nice. But uh, just man, I tell you, Dave, you just you get so thankful for the friends in your life uh, that that are always there for you. And, and Brian Curry is one of those guys. Al Taylor is one of those guys. Flug's one of those guys. But uh, Dan Williams, as always, did it again. So, Danny, I appreciate it, man. Wow, that's awesome. Speaking of Flug's, Flug's is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to websites. You talk about great gifts. Flug's has stepped up and done absolutely nothing. Um, I expect something big in the next two weeks. Oh, he's going on vacation. That son of a bitch. Is he good yeah, for him? Dan, Dan, he never gets out of town. Dan told me yesterday. Son of a bitch. Dan goes, hey. Is I he going to pay taxes in the state, this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how all of a sudden he's in first place in the football yeah. league, and then he's heading to Belize. <laughs> <laughs> where no charges can be pressed. That works out well. Goddamn, all the money's been funneled off seas. Sorry, Kenyatta. We didn't know. We didn't set you up to steal your money. <laughs> Goddamn guy. <laughs> who was that guy? Who was Junior's agent? Remember that guy who ripped yeah. off all the money and just bailed? That's true. Oh, that's my a, God. That's a, yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny as Goddamn. fuck. Goddamn. Flukes did it to our football league. Jesus. So sure fl- got a lot of extra travel money recently, didn't he? <laughs> Flukes can fix your website or build a new one all the way in from Belize. <laughs> he is your guy. This phone number actually works. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah, if I lived in Carlsbad, I'd be much more concerned about Fluger than I would anything else. The guy's just private plane. Hey, hello, Mr. Fluger. How you doing? Our flight to Belize will be uh, 12 hours. 
Uh, we'll have your bone-in ribeye being served. Uh, your Zimas are on ice right now. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I, I'll just say this. Uh, our websites, I could not be more excited about yes. how our sites look. They look so great. Dan Williams will tell you. Sean Walchef will tell you. And so many others that have found Kyle through this show. And Jake's projects looks great. I mean, he is outstanding. And so, yeah. I'm if you're able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, do it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Dan said to me yesterday, I go, man, this is great. He goes, yeah. He goes, hey, I go, how's flukes? I'm working with him. I got to wait for him to get back from vacation. I go, he's back. He goes, nope. Heading out again. <laughs> but Davey's doing what? He always brings the kids. Yes, he does. And he's doing what we always encourage people to yeah. do, which is make memories with your kids, man. That's what man. he's doing. He's not running. That's for sure. No. <laughs> hanging up boy he's that guy is the epitome of living your best life he is all right here we go how old are they and how much are they worth we're going december 8th i only have three of them today okay we're going to go with one everybody's familiar with philip rivers oh man this will be funny huh i'm gonna say rivers is well i gotta think about this let's say he's 38 40 really yeah, rivers is 40 wow uh dude there's some money there. I'm going to say $150 million. $220 million. No shit. Yeah. Dude, I love that, dude. Goes a long way where he lives right now in the yeah. middle of fucking nowhere. Fucking, isn't he living in Florida? Well, he, yeah, I think it's in Florida. I thought it was Alabama, but it's Florida, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like the top of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing absolutely fine. That's a good dude. There are people in this town Great that didn't guy. like him. Went 6-3 and three with that high school shitty team. He Is that right? Over. Yeah, shitty team. I don't know why anybody went like that, dude, man. He was cool. He's one of those guys that's almost too nice of a guy where you start to hate him, I think, as if you don't know him. But if you spent two minutes with him, oh. you'd go, he's 100% legit. None of it's fake. No, the funniest thing I told you with him is Weddle was great. Yeah. And one of the last times we sat with him at Charger Park, I said, would you rather throw five interceptions to Verrett or one to Weddle? Verrett. I don't need to hear it out of Weddle. <laughs> I don't need it out of him. And I went down and told Weddle, dude, Weddle laughed his ass off. He goes, five? I go, he didn't even hesitate. <laughs> five to Verrett over one to you. He goes, I'm picking him off today. I said, now those skillet hands of yours. <laughs> he has nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. That is, the, that is. Miss so those funny. dudes, man. That was, that was fun times. Yeah. Those River, guys were Rivers great. was absolutely outstanding. He, yeah. He was a lot of fun. He's, I was disappointed when he, Rivers made it clear that he'd come back to the NFL for a playoff team, like a team mm -hmm. that he thought could compete, yeah. that I was disappointed the, the Washington football team didn't step up and grab him when Fitzpatrick, who's a joke, because Washington has a chance of being a postseason team. Ron Rivera knew him. And so, yeah, and I was like, and this Dude, is where... 40, though, Dave. Well, fuck, he wasn't bad last year. He led the Colts to the playoffs last year. Yeah. I mean, he lost really kind of on a couple bullshit calls against the Bills. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he didn't come back. Oh, fuck. I, the fact that I wanted him to be the last guy standing. You know, so you, you yeah. understand that Roethlisberger won two Super Bowls and Eli won two. They were all yeah. drafted in the same class. Rivers still has more passing yards and more touchdowns than both those guys. Yeah. He, he was very, very cool. Absolutely. All right, next one on the list. Terry Hatcher. Uh, goddamn near perfect. Yeah, I was going to, next question was, would he throw a one? But that's yes. 100%. Me too. Goddamn, I think she's 57. Exactly right. Goddamn right, 60 million. 50 million, pretty F good. Dude. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. enough. Dude, yeah, first thing I do, 
I just say it all the time. I move in with her and I just fucking throw my phone right in the Tijuana River. <laughs> Never see anybody again. Next one, Kim Basinger. God, you know, I want to love her, but I think she's a little high maintenance. Ah, she's a, she, yeah, fuck. I do like her a lot, though. I know you don't watch Family Guy at all. No. The doctor comes in to give him bad news. He goes, I don't know how to say this, Peter, but is it Basinger or Bassinger? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say she's 60. 68. Shocker. Shut up. 68. Would you throw her one? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Goddamn right. I didn't know she's 68. Yeah. yeah check all the different ages on the... Because I'm classy like that. You don't judge people, especially women. They're gorgeous. Um, I'm going to say $75 million. Only $20 million is what he uh, says. I think she's hiding money. <laughs> she she's off, got more than... But she's in, Yeah, she's got more than that. She's got... Plus, she took some uh, Alec Baldwin's money. Yeah, that's what money. I was guessing. From uh, she's having a baby. Fuck, they're probably Remember Alec Baldwin yeah, was in that movie. Yes, guy hated him in that movie. Yeah, complete douche. He played, he played a complete douche in that yeah. movie. Is right. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay, you're a book guy. If you were to write your own book, what would it be about? Oh, that's really good. I like that. You know, I've always thought about writing. You, know, you could write mysteries that take place here in San Diego. You think you could write a mystery book? Yeah, I just think you you could have a guy that was like maybe a guy who's former athlete. Guy who's a web guy that's a serial killer that <laughs> leaves town all the time. Yeah, and see, to me, you could use like a town like La Jolla. Yeah. Because La Jolla is kind of cool. Everybody can relate to it. There's money there, but there's kind of a dark side to La Jolla too. And I just think you could kind of write the character. Yeah. Right, where he's kind of likable, but you're not sure if he's likable. Yeah. And right now, Matt Coyle's like, fuck you. It's 100% <laughs> Coyle series right there, which are great, by the way. Uh, uh, last he's killing it, man. Last Redemption it. is out and available. I'm telling you, these books are so good. Yeah, Matt listens to these. So, and all the books take place in La Jolla. He's, so, he's doing outstanding. Yeah, the Rick Cahill books are great. No. It's one of my favorite things about being buddies with Coyle is I'm such a fan of books, but there's just no way I could do that. It's yeah. it's like uh, it's just a skill set that that and that's why fucking guy sends me a text tonight with a picture because I always call him and start freaking out anything I'm reading because I say it on the show all the time. There's always guys shrugging. And you'll see guys shrugging 10 times in two chapters. Tell me the last time you've been anywhere and you saw anybody shrug. Nobody does it. <laughs> and he's like, that's the weirdest thing. So he sends me uh, an image of a crossword puzzle. Yeah. And it's like some clue I can't remember. And the answer was shrug. Like, Get the hell out of here. <laughs> like a, a, Get the hell uh, a reaction to, to not knowing. Right. Whatever. I can't remember what the clue was. And, but yeah, but I love, I love, and Matt's insanely candid about, cause I'm like, do you have this whole arc? Like we're going to start here and then we have to get there. Yeah. And now it's just kind of, no, he just, he just flies. And then I go, uh, I'll so talk. he doesn't have the ending before he puts it all together. I, 
I don't think so. Okay. That's why, I mean, again, I've never written anything in my life, but that's yeah. what I would guess. You'd have to have I, it, how dude, it, the ending more than you'd have the beginning. Coils, uh, we just had one last week. The book release party at Warwick's is so damn funny because he tells the story and somebody asked him, hey, you're nine books in. Nine, which is just outstanding. Yeah. And they're really fun. They all take place here. Hey, uh, Matt, I just have a question for you. As you get to book nine and you bring different characters back, how do you maintain, like, remembering that Dave's, you know, 6'2 and, and has a limp and does weird things? Do you, do you keep it all in the book? Anybody knows Coyle? He's very dry. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, writers say, hey, keep a Bible. You keep the Bible because the Bible is everything that you've done in previous books, and it's right there. You should keep it by your desk. It's an easy reference so that if you need to remember how tall Dave is, and, uh, yeah, I kind of gave that up about book three. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I'll call him, and I'll be like, hey, man, how's the book going? Sucks. Sucks. He says that every time. I hate it. I go, well, that's good. That means it's going to be great. And then, uh, but he's changed, uh, you know, now that he's a big shot. I go, how is it? It's not bad. I like it. I go, dude, I missed when I used to talk to you at book two or three. He was the maddest guy. But uh, no, it's it's a skill set that I easily know I couldn't do. And that's why I love just talking to him about it. Because, yeah, he's outstanding. He's just as good a dude as you'll meet. You know what I think of when you say that in the nine books? I think of that movie Misery. Yeah. Where she was so into the characters, you know? Yeah. And then fucking had to have the guy. Well, and I, I think one of the reasons that he and I are such good friends is he knows how much respect I have for really, like Don Winslow's great, yeah. Steve Hamilton's great. These are dudes we've gotten to know. And uh, and I have so much respect, but like when a book sucks, like I... I, I won't say it. I, I was sent a book this year by some friends, and I was really, really disappointed in the book. And so I could just call Coil and vent because I was like, dude, come on. This isn't, like, I don't mind suspending belief, right? You go to Star Wars movies or you go to Mission Impossible movies. My kids, right? Yeah. Santa Claus, we watched that last week. Like, I don't have any problem, right, suspending reality for a couple hours to have fun. But when it's just stupid, it's stupid. I go, dude, this book sucks. You didn't want to call Ted and tell him? Ah, you son of a bitch. Ted's book would be great. You rat bastard. God, I hope you get audited. <laughs> I hope your credit score is 111 tomorrow. <laughs> Have fun living in your van. Oh, my gosh. So, Could you write a book? Look, it's funny. Everyone says the easiest thing to do is to write about yourself, right? That's what you know best. I don't know anything. I can't I remember shit. I, I was, <laughs> there's some shit. You and I were laughing at some shit today off there that was literally fucking made me die laughing. It was so fucking funny to think about something that happened within the 23 years of this stupid show yeah. that we used to do. But no, I wouldn't write, <laughs> I, I wouldn't write an autobiography or anything like that. Huh. I, I think it would honestly... Outside of this this stupid show, I would it, it would be about communicating. It would be about baseball. Yeah. It'd have to be about baseball. That's what yeah. that's what I do best. That's basically what I what my passion is 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 coaching baseball. And so it would be 
And when I got this head coaching job, high school baseball, cause I've been doing it yeah. for a long time. I told the guys coaching with me, we're doing this different than all you guys have ever done it before. And I really hope it takes off in a way that other coaches start doing it. Well, we don't yell. We don't do the yelling right. at the players. We don't say you suck shit. We don't say yeah. you, you're terrible. We don't do anything in the negative. And I honestly believe the John Wooden way of, if you mess it up in a game, we didn't do a good enough job teaching you how to do it in practice. That falls yeah. on every one of you guys as coaches. And, man, they all push back on that shit. But we've won a lot and won a lot fast where I, I hope they start to realize it works. And I, I really hope that other coaches start doing more and more like that instead of throw a fucking strike. The guy in the front row is yelling, think, yeah, thinking, come on. throw a fucking strike. He's trying to throw a strike. What do you yeah. think the kid's thinking? What do you think I've been fucking trying to do out here? Don't yell that out from the duck. <laughs> that kind of bullshit. And so uh, I think that'd be my best bet. But yeah. again, I don't know who the fuck wants to read that, but that's what I know. I don't think I would write anything that would be that interesting that would, would sell books. I never thought of myself as an author. Katie Temple's always said to me, why don't we work together and write the ultimate auto? Well, it wouldn't be the autobiography, but why don't we get together and write the ultimate biography about the fabulous moolah? <laughs> Dude, how great would that be? Pete Point Lone would show up right away for the book signing. Or Sky Low Low. Former little person wrestling great. I said, Katie, I just don't have time. She said, people want to read the history of the fabulous moolah. So who knows? It means a lot to Katie. <laughs> it means a lot to Katie. Next question. What is your worst quality? Everything. <laughs> Everything. I don't have one good quality. Do you have anything that people say, you know what your fucking problem is? Like people, you know what I mean? Yes. Anybody, whether it's your ex-wife or your mom yes. or anybody, your brother. I go zero to 60. You do I go cuss zero to too 60. much. Cussing too much isn't bad. Dude, the zero to 60 is, is amazing. Yes. Yeah. You've always been that way. Yes. I just yelled at Jack and Darren tonight. Those two guys don't need that. Two nice guys paying their taxes. Dude, it was the hardest thing getting to know you when you and I first met of how you work. Like, I didn't I know. Understand. I have no good quality. Yeah. Dave Sniff would call me and say, hey, I need you guys. It wasn't even to- him. He'd have that flunky Mike Hansen call. <laughs> no, Sniff would call me and go, I need you guys to, Fuck to, wor- no. to work six to nine on Friday night. I go, all right. Call Jeff. Hey, Sniff, what's up? We can work six to nine. You tell him he can go fuck himself. You tell him he can fucking work six to nine. <laughs> and I'd call back, hey, dude, Jeff can't do it. I wouldn't say what you said. And then fucking three minutes later, yeah, sure, of course, we'll do it. What else? I got nothing and else And then it to took do. me a while to realize, just wait. Just yeah, wait, wait for the phone to ring again. I come sniffed and call me himself, the bitch. Dude, uh, I, you know how many times? It's so fucking funny. I was telling Josh this the other day. Is Sniff would walk in in the office where I would be before you'd walk in. Yeah. I got fired, Jeff. <laughs> I'd yeah. be like, what? Spanos is pissed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he said something about the Chargers. Ah, oh, man, Johnson's not happy. Fuck him. We're going to have to get rid of Jeff. I go, you can't get rid of Jeff. Fuck. I'll see what I can do. And then he'd walk out, and then it was over. He never yeah. would confront you, but yeah. he'd always have to tell me. Dude, and then it fun. would be something, whether it's up stupid with the Padres or the Chargers. And yeah. it, dude, I blame him 100%, by the way. Not you on this. Yeah. He worked us to exhaustion. Right. Of working like 78 days in a row, whatever right. the fuck it was. And Four then, hours a yeah. night, no script, yeah. and no best of. To host pre- and post-game shows for the Aztecs, pre- right. and post-game shows for the Padres, pre- and post-game shows for the Chargers. Plus do your own show Put the, from re, Paula. Re, yeah, record the Charger pre-game show. Remember that? Oh, certain segments, You'd cover the defense, I'd cover the offense. Yeah. We're so fucking tired. Then we have to Horton do our own show. Horton didn't do shit. <laughs> we had to do, because he said he was out. 
I'm done. I did my best for Hank. You guys are fucked. He's over at City College making demo tapes, hoping somebody will answer the phone. Explaining to his parents, it was worth going to Syracuse. And then we drive fucking They don't even say your name, Alan. We drive 180 miles round trip to Paula, mm. and then have to show up to be at, back at the station at 5 in the morning. I don't know why he had a, such a fucking And accident. then you lost your shit. You lost, All the time. The thing that broke you was that New York-Philadelphia trip. You came yes. back fucking insane. Dude, fuck the Chargers. <laughs> That's what you basically said. You fuck literally em. like said that. They, um... Mark Banker was scheduled to be on the show. Defensive coordinator. I completely have heard that name in Mark years. Banker. They came back, and the point was, listen, things are tough right now, but it'll be okay. And Mark was going to come on, who we loved, because he was great. He was a Riles guy. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no Mark Banker tonight. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I flew all day for this fucking hillbilly team. And you can't even put Mark Banker on the air? Jesus Christ. And I think I said Dean owed me an apology. You did say that. That, that was one of those. Dean's not giving an apology, and I think I got a fire, Jeff. But, <laughs> but it's really funny. Dean owes me an apology. Yeah, I, dude, I was so whacked out of my own head at that point. Like, And I've said this to Billy Johnston, who's great. Like, I didn't even get it. I wish I could say I drank or did coke or yeah. did anything. Dude, I could blame it on anything. I didn't do anything. I was just a fucking idiot. It's a hundred percent a fucking idiot. Bill Johnston was Bill Johnston, Scotty Yaffe, yeah, Jamal, all those guys, Jen Rojas. Fuck, they were so nice. And you know what? I I know this sucks for you guys, so you may want to close your ears. Dean actually was really nice to us, too. He was nice to us. So they were like, fuck, we're going to ride low. I didn't give a shit. Fuck them all at that point. But yeah, I yeah, I wish I could say, Dave, I was doing like $500 of Coke a day. I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> I was just a dick. Still am. Sorry, Darren. Sorry, Crow. Dave just made me realize, you poor fuckers didn't know what's going on in Carlsbad. You know, the funny thing is, all the names Jeff just mentioned, if you saw them tomorrow, they'd all say, hey, Jeff, what's going on? They'd be yeah. super nice to you. If we uh, yeah. saw Dean, and we've talked to Dean at least a few times a year, every year. Yeah. Dean, and he'd look at us like, I know who you are, and then he'd go, Jeff, from the Dave and Jeff show. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> he, Dude. Dean, there's no way Dean would fucking have any recall on either one of us. No, he would He would do that. But for Dean, man, Dean, I don't think Dean ever wanted to be the guy. He didn't. Dean would come down. He'd have notes. And then finally, Bill, I think Bill understood that there was a certain point where we stopped being those guys. And Bill didn't have to freak out that we were going to do a gotcha moment on Dean, which we never would have done. No way. But no. by the time at the end, where I told Dean... This is my favorite. If you're about to say what I'm yeah, thinking, I was about to say what you're We're with. sitting at Chargers Park, and I said to Dean, I go, I go, Dean, this town needs to be scared a little bit. You know what you should do? You should bring about 10 moving vans yeah, out here. I go, just move TVs from your house to your storage unit. And dude, he was great. I go, rattle, shake this town yeah, up a little bit. Rattle the cage. Now, I'm not taking credit for it, but about... Within a period yeah. of time, Fabiani started saying, hey, maybe we'll move. And none of you assholes realize it. Y'all got your yeah. feelings hurt. That's why you don't have a team anymore. It was so great. But Jeff Dean was like, what? Out. <laughs> Dean was like, what? I'm like, Dean, you show up up front. with a And he was great, yeah. dude. It was off the air. I don't remember. Was that off there? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, off the Fuck, air. was that funny. And I said, put 10 goddamn moving vans out here. Just move TVs from Billy's wow. office to the to your storage. Drive it, get a storage somewhere up in Orange County. Everybody will freak out. And you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Sorry. I didn't say don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we tried to tell you. We tried to tell you that team was leaving. You want to hear? Yeah. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. <laughs> Very funny. funny. I, was not, I was not planning on doing this, but this was funny. I looked at this today. Hang on. This was my Facebook memory, Dave, from, hang on, let me tell you this. Uh, hang on. I got one. Shit, hang on, sorry. I thought I had one. God damn it, was it today? Ah, fuck. Sorry, guys. I fucked up the show. I had a Facebook memory the other day where we were like, look, you got to wake up. This team's getting ready to leave. But I I don't, you know, I always say to the people, the people that are nice enough to listen to the show, I know you would have done anything. I I always blame you guys. You would have done anything. Yeah, it's just, a small group. That's a problem. We all yeah. think it's a huge group of sports fans, and unfortunately, we're we're definitely. But a I but I don't blame anybody here. They're just unfortunate that we trusted the wrong people to do the right things. All right, here we go. Question four. Okay, what is your favorite restaurant when you're extremely hungry? Oh, uh, that's really good. Um. Oh, I'll give it to you. Go ahead. Uh, I would say Chick-fil-A is always dynamite, but Night and Day Cafe in Coronado. Is that what you go, like, would you say, man, I'm starving. What do you guys want? You guys, I, would, I would just say, like, the drive. yeah, I mean, if you're able to get down there, sit at the counter, watch the whole show of those guys there, and do the whole thing, and you're going you're gonna to eat like a champion, I mean, it's a bit, right? You got to go and get across the bridge. But if you're just saying a restaurant where you're hungry, I love it. The guys that work down there yep. are so nice and so fun to watch the short order guys. And they're making everybody's, you're watching this guy, like, section off, Dave, the the griddle. And he's doing a burger. He's doing hash browns. He's doing eggs. Right? They're making burritos. Yeah. It's crazy. And they're talking to all of us at the same time. Yeah. It's like that dude at Benihana. Yeah. But it's it's old school. But, I mean, just for a ch- like a quick hit, if you're driving home and you're hungry, uh, Chick-fil-A, which always seems to kick in on a Sunday. Yeah. When we can't go? Yeah. <laughs> what ta- about- Taco Bell. Taco Bell for dude, me. Dude, you are a Taco Bell. I am. It's, it's easy. It's fast. Taco Bell. How crazy is it that Jack in a Box jumped in and grabbed Del Taco? Dude, we day. went to Del Taco. I hadn't been to Del Taco forever. Yeah. Went to Del Taco over in Claremont the other night, and they didn't have the crinkle fries. They had really? these shitty little, like, regular. We're like, what happened? I was like, did they get rid of them? But I don't know. I think it's just that <laughs> dopey store. Del Taco is pretty damn good. It's it's not bad. I was surprised it only went for, like, $500 million. Yeah. I would have guessed a little bit more. All yeah. right. If you could go back in time to witness one historical event, which one would you choose? <laughs> Come on. It's the easiest answer ever. Where do you think I'm going? Well, you're going to go to Dealey Plaza. 100%. You got to make sure. Am I standing in the right spot? Am I about to get hit by something straight? <laughs> where, okay, no. Where do you think I'm going? You're going by the grassy knoll. Goddamn right. <laughs> I'm going behind that fence. <laughs> that Dude, you know, you're rusted. Me and uh, <laughs> What did you witness? That fucking guy right there. That guy. 
Then all of a sudden you just hear going down. <laughs> it took me out the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, that's where I go. I'm fascinated by that yeah. shit. I really am. That I, I don't disagree Stone. with you. I'd love to say Jackie Robinson opening day, but sure. fuck that. I'm going. I'm going Dealey Plaza, 1963, November 22nd. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll go right there. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you 100. I'm doing something weird. Not weird tomorrow, but very unusual tomorrow. Okay. My mom, who's who's in town, um, did a thing with Ancestry.com. Oh wow! She submitted basically okay. DNA. Okay. And she wanted to, I think she wanted to just track her family history. Well, there's another lady in Boston who did the same thing. Okay. Ends up they're like second cousins. Wow. Like they share the same grandparents. Okay. And so um, we're meeting this lady tomorrow. Come on. For the first time. My mom's been talking to her on the phone. Yeah. I go, what's her background? She goes, well, she was raised in Boston, Irish Catholic. Interesting. And she found out through talking to my mom, hey, you aren't Irish Catholic. You're you're actually Jewish. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> then my mom said she heard her say, fuck me. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she, uh, But yeah, very strange. We're meeting in North Park tomorrow. No way. Yeah. Well, I like it because I know you, and I'm going to guess that it's probably something you would never do on your own. I would never do it. But I bet you have a good time. It'll be interesting. Yeah, but and it's cool you're doing it for your mom. Is Josh going? No, he's actually going to a wedding tomorrow. He, my mom wanted him to go, but uh, no, he's going to a friend's wedding tomorrow. Dude, that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. And kind, I bet kind of the, wild. And I bet the uh, the other lady gets kicked bring, out of it. She's going to bring her daughter. Nice. Yeah. All right, we'll get a recap yeah, of that on that, Sunday. Just something very, very strange. I like all that stuff, man. Like learning about family, all those different things. Exactly. Her, what if she's just a whack? Dude, job? that's what I'm afraid of. What if she like. Is Watch, she's going to listen to the show now after she meets us tomorrow. Heavy breather. What, she asked for money? Oh, right. <laughs> what if she like, what if you're just like in the middle of lunch and she's just talking? We're going for dinner. We're going for dinner in North Park tomorrow. All right. So even better. She's already off to a bad start by making me find parking. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck. Like what if in the middle she just gets a pittage? <laughs> Or she just fires off a sneeze and doesn't cover her mouth. Find out she's a big anti-vaxxer. Oh, yeah. What if she sneezes like this? A Jew! Hey! Hey, 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 hey! Jack, just come on. Little joke. She orders like three shots for the whole round, whole table. This is how we do it. Oh! We're like, son what of a does bitch. she mean by that? God damn it, Mom. <laughs> My mom won't go for that shit at all. Let's get the fuck out of here. Do you know she was going to do this? You know what she's an anti Semite. I'm, I'm freak the fuck out. <laughs> I hope it goes, you know what? I hope it goes completely off the rails. It'll be such a better story. It will be. You come in and you're like, she got in a fight. We just said we were not getting in a fight at the stadium. And she just got up and just. Jack the manager. <laughs> we got thrown out. And then she started itching her pit. Oh, that'd be a good story. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry to Ruth, but I hope this fucking thing goes right off the rails. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah, fucking funny. She just starts telling all these inappropriate jokes. Mom, what is this? And she goes, Well, that's great. I am just gonna go freshen up and I'll be right back. We'll talk about dessert. And you just fucking see her get in the car. <laughs> Guy just brings a check over. You're like, God. She goddamn right. She stuck it to us. Oh. 
Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> what time are we doing the next show? What day? Uh, hey, one quick thing. I want yeah. to say this because Jimmy Betancourt, kind of a weird way to weird transition. But the other night, uh, I got to think about this. Monday night, I think it was, a lot of us were impacted with the traffic. Yeah. And you may have heard that the 8 freeway was closed. There was police activity over in Mission Valley. And, man, trying to get anywhere. I was meeting a a buddy for dinner on Monday night. You could not get anywhere. The 805 was shut down. The 8 was shut down. 5 southbound was a disaster everywhere. And anytime they say police activity, it means that there's a potential jumper. Yeah. And you kind of hear it and everything goes on. But there was a guy on social media that posted a video. And the video was this guy driving wherever it looked like a frontage road and he shot video and it was a young man standing on the bridge. He was on the wrong side of the rail and there were two police officers talking to him and the, the video on Twitter said, man, this is crazy. This is going on right now in San Diego. Um, one of my best friends, if not my best friend took her life by jumping off a bridge. So when you see things like that, it impacts me deeply so I reached out to Jimmy Betancourt and I said, look, man, uh, I'm just wondering, can you let me know what happened? And Jim said, after eight hours, eight hours of negotiations, they got the young man back Good. over the, the rail and got him into... Uh, Sidetrack to help. Yeah, getting him the help that he needs. And I just said to Jim, man, I have so much respect for the people that stayed with it for the families, for others that would have been impacted by the decision that young man was about to make and hopefully he lives a very healthy life. But I, I just wanted to say, man, there's a lot going on in the world where we're all yelling at the cops, but I just wanted to say on a personal level, not knowing that young man or his family, but Dave, we know what it's like to, to lose a family member by the holidays. It's insanely difficult. And I just wanted to say how proud we are to be associated with so many of our friends that are in law enforcement, that do those jobs. They don't talk about it on the news because they're afraid of copycats. But, man, that was a win for San Diego. So I was impacted like so many of you were that night on traffic. Fuck it. We we got through it. We all got home. It took a while. It was a little bit crazy. But uh, kudos to the guys wearing that badge, men and women of the San Diego Police Department. That was a win for everybody. And I just thought uh, that was cool, and I wanted to share that and tell Jimmy Betancourt, Thanks for keeping me in the loop because that was cool. What um, next show? When are we doing it? Going Sunday? Uh, yeah, we'll be down here. Uh, we'll see you back here Sunday night. Okay, good deal. Thanks, everybody.
Sneaky backstreet door, I laughed so hard I 